0: Skank
1: it. So we should be good to go. Now. um, Awesome. I am finding it very, like, obviously, even though we're doing this is just audio, and no one can see, I am quite self-conscious of
0: the camera angle that we're using, because it's very... Well, I don't know if you noticed... (laughs) But for the first 20 minutes of us talking there, I was adjusting the camera, so it wasn't just my chin. Yeah, (laughs) I was just eager eager that it wasn't just my chin, you could see. I
1: keep doing that as well, but I'm like, the only way I can sit where it doesn't look like I have a serious double chin is far too uncomfortable to hold for (laughs) this entire conversation. (laughs) With your hand in the air? I just have to keep remembering that uh, it's just you and me who could see this, and we're attracted to one another anyway, so this isn't going to be off yeah. at all. So it's fine. We're fine. Aye. And we don't have to worry. Um, this Show is, me that underpaid. <laughs> this is our second episode in during the lockdown. Uh, yeah. It's been a full two weeks since we last spoke. We're both a little bit scruffier, uh, a little bit more <laughs> restless, I would say. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. But Definitely
1: hanging in there, would you say?
0: I'd say I'm I'm doing better. I feel like every day I'm doing a little bit better. Yeah, because
1: you 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 adjust more to new life. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what a
0: job is anymore.
1: I've forgotten what it is to do anything that isn't stay indoors or go to work. <laughs> um, like I've exactly. forgotten what it is to have plans that don't involve sitting in front of my computer. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, in terms of like plans with other people, I've forgotten what it's like to, to see someone in yeah. person. Um,
0: all so yeah. of my friends are 2D these days. Yeah,
1: they're all 2D. And you know what? I bloody prefer them that way, frankly. Uh, I didn't realize that <laughs> I, was, right. I was living life wrong the whole time.
0: <laughs> mm. um, I prefer my friends without a few extra dimensions. <laughs> um... But
1: I forgot what I was going to say, so we'll just hold, and then I'll say it right now. Um, we've obviously I'm ready. we're <laughs> we're obviously still, you know, we're keeping up our uh, we're keeping up our movie watching habits, or at least I am. I assume you yeah. are. Um, I've, I've I've watched a couple of movies. Yeah, I've still been watching, and I cannot stress this enough. Just a a plethora of bullshit of <laughs> completely pointless <laughs> films that like i no business watching uh we watched crossroads last week uh which is okay the 2002 britney spears vehicle <laughs> um britney okay. spears zoe saldana and the redneck girl from orange is the new black who i'm blanking on the name of uh, go on a road trip together to enter a music competition. Uh, okay. Let me tell you something, Danny. It was a great time. Real good time.
0: <laughs> oh, I've seen that film. It's a, It's got a strange subject matter in it, doesn't it? What is... What do you mean? There's a strange element that I... Rem- oh, I feel... Um, uh, it's too vague a memory. But I remember there's something in it that I was like, Whoa. I was not expecting that
1: there's no no (sighs) there's no there's no strange moments i mean for a kids movie it does have quite like a heavy subplot where one of the characters mums died from cancer um and i'm like oh, maybe that's it this is like really geared towards children and this is very heavy but you know at the same time kudos for them you know trying to present kids with weighty themes when they're trying to enjoy their britney spears movie (laughs) Um but yeah I've been watching like shit like that. We watched Happy Feet. You know the Oh really? The penguin movie? Have you seen that?
0: The, the same director as Fury Road.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I wanted to watch it because I've seen you know I've seen Mad Max, but I um I wanted to see the other side of the coin. You know what I mean? I wanted to see Babe yeah. Pig in the city and I wanted to see Happy Feet. So Happy Feet's on Netflix now, so I watched I love that. I watched Happy Feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to the guy for making what he fucking wants to make. Um, especially yeah. a weird, Have you seen it? Have you seen Happy Feet? No, I've not seen Happy Feet. Do you know that. Th- no. Do you know, like, the plot? Aside from the fact that they're dancing penguins?
0: No, actually, no.
1: So it's all to do with. I was
0: thinking of the other penguin movie for a second, Surf's Up. Do you remember Surf's Up? Yeah, I Up? love
1: Surf's Up. Absolutely love it. I haven't seen it in a long time, but the whole time we were watching Happy Feet, like. I kept badgering Katie being like, we need to fucking watch Surfs Up, because that's like <laughs> you know, this is uh this is the amazing Spider-Man when we could be watching Spider-Man 2 right now. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, but the plot of Happy Feet is the, 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 the penguins, they all pray. But first of all, every penguin is born with a song in their heart, because of course they are. It doesn't make sense. It's human hmm. songs. Like, That's just
0: a biological fact. Yeah,
1: some of them just ha- no rap songs, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this. Are they picking <laughs> up like radio transmissions or something? And this is like, <laughs> I don't get it. But whatever. In the womb, we'll move on. Uh, so they every year they pray to uh, the God, the, the God Gwen, uh, which is just the Northern Lights. Um, but they think that by praying to that God, she she gives them fish. Um, but then the fish dry up. He can't get fish anymore, Um, and everyone's like, oh, it's because we've we've angered the gods because the main character penguin can't sing, but what he can do is tap dance, and they're all like, what is this weird new thing that he's bringing to the table? We don't like it. We've had enough of it. (laughs) Um, But he says, no, it's not because of me. It's because the aliens, which are humans, the aliens are stealing our fish, and so I'm going to go find the aliens, and I'm going to ask them why they're stealing our fish. And, and they're all like, no, you're an idiot. It's because of you, you fool. We banish you. And he's like, I'll show you. I'm going to bring the aliens back. And it's a fucking, like, when the movie finished, I, I was like, "B.K., we're were talking about it. And I was like, that was like a whole, that whole film was basically about, about, like, religion and about, you know, if they turn around and they're like, oh, coronavirus is, is, is because God is angry at us. And then the logical people go, no, it's not it's because of this very reasonable thing. I was like this is a movie about questioning religion that's fucking about dancing penguins and made for four-year-olds. Like it's so weird. Um but uh yeah, 10 out of 10, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh some great songs. Sounds good. <laughs> it was I'm on good. board. Uh definitely better than Fury Road, which is garbage in comparison, quite frankly. Um don't know how he fell so
0: low <laughs> going from Happy Feet to Mad Max: Fury I know. Road, but um, what have you been watching? What disaster What have I been watching? I have caught up on The Mandalorian Cool So I'm fully caught up on how that How are you feeling about it? I'm was. I I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it I like how minimalist the story is mm-hmm. It does feel really sort of just Yeah, it's just so minimalist It's just a, just a uh, simple story to watch Yeah, And it, there's no sort of complications so far And it's very character driven And I'm enjoying it I really enjoyed uh, episodes three and four.
1: I think four was the one where they go to the sort of forest planet and there's the at and they have to lure it out of the yes. woods. and try. I thought that was great. Stunning episode. And then the, f- the episode after that, the one where they go to Tatooine, I really hated it because it did the thing that Star Wars stuff keeps doing that, like winds me up to no end which is like that the the first chunk of that episode is literally just references and callbacks to the extent where like they go back to the Mos Eisley Cantina and they walk in and the new character that they're going to meet for this episode is sat in the same chair that Han Solo sat in when he shoots Greedo and he sat in the same position that Han Solo's in when he shoots Greedo and I was like I literally hate this. Um, I tell you what, I didn't notice Really? Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice that at all And it's like the, the Tuscan Raiders show up and stuff And I was like, I was really enjoying the last few episodes Because it felt removed from all this um, hmm. And then this one just felt so like No, 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 we got to give the, the people what they want And I'm like, I'm people I'm people and I don't want this <laughs> I was enjoying <laughs> what you were giving me before
0: But anyway I, I guess it occurred to me it was based on Tatooine but I never thought to look for references. I I just enjoyed it cuz it was like oh this dynamic between these two bounty hunters and mm. they're trying to catch this other person and uh so I enjoyed it for that. I did like that it had the I I, I uh, it was good. I did like that it had
1: the pit stop droids in it. Um from like mm. the pod racing and stuff because I yeah, do I do feel like fun. it's so rare that the you know the the kind of mainline star wars stuff ever references anything to do with the prequels um so it's always nice hmm. when something does just just get a little just a little nod even if it's something as small as that it's like it's nice hmm. to know we, re- we you know we remember
0: i fucking remember Cated i was there for. i was there in 1999 <laughs> that's the reference you're after that's what I'm up I, like. I like also that's amy sedaris uh, that's Amy Sedaris in that scene, and I was like, uh, "That is one of the last people I'd ever expect to be in a Star Wars oh, I film." I didn't realize at all, uh, or TV show. So I was like, "That's enjoyable." Um, I I liked that. What uh What movies have
1: you watched? Have you been continuing your deep dive of Disney Plus's fucking weird shit?
0: <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> well, no, not not as not as um, obscure. I watched. Uh, Splash. Um, Oh, is that the one that they've... I don't really much about it. I've seen
1: the controversy around this. Where they've Um, edited out... I
0: don't know this controversy. Have you not
1: heard about this? There's a scene where one of the characters on the beach is naked and runs to jump in the water and Disney has edited that character's hair to be longer so that it covers their butt. And it looks oh, fucking I didn't weird. That. <laughs> it looks crazy. Um, Google um, it. Like, once we're okay. done here,
0: have a look at it because it's hilarious. Well, I didn't notice that as much. Um, I just watched the film because I remember seeing it as a kid, but I don't really remember it that well. And actually, it was really, really funny. I was really enjoying it. It's Tom Splash, Hanks. Isn't uh, it? uh, yeah, it's Tom Hanks yeah. and John Candy, who I always love John Candy and anything <laughs> he's in. Um and it was just objectively funny just watching the film and I I really really enjoyed it Um, Bernadette was not a fan of the ending (laughs) because it very subtly ends and they kind of (laughs) for spoilers for Splash they swim (laughs) to what (laughs) seems to be Atlantis Okay. Uh, like the credits start rolling as they're swimming and then when they finish swimming halfway through the credits they're at Atlantis (laughs) it's like (laughs) such a weird thing to introduce (laughs) and And then just end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now it would be considered a, a mid-credit scene <laughs> ready yeah. for, the, for the bigger Splash Universe, um, which was very, very funny. Um, which you know Tom they're, they're resurrecting, and they're ha-
1: resurrecting franchises all the time. We could get a Splash too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> so it is, it is funny to um the way it ends, but like it is, it's just an objectively funny film. Uh, it has a few reminders. Like, see oh every time I see John Candy, I was like, ah, it's a shame he died. because I, I really like John Candy. Yeah. Uh, and then like you're thinking of Tom Hanks and you're thinking, ah, he has the coronavirus right now, doesn't he? That's a really oh, strange does, world we live it? in. But he's guy. fine, surely. I yeah. feel like we'd have heard by now. Yeah, he thing. no, he No, he's absolutely fine. I think he's pretty much recovered, but it is still a reminder. You're like, Oh, he that man who's like, you know, talking on the phone in that scene, he'll one day have the coronavirus. And then there's a shot the uh, the Twin Towers, and I was like, mm. "The 20th Century did a did a number on this film. <laughs> really dated that bad boy." <laughs>
1: um, but actually, it was a it was a good film. That's good. That's good. I probably won't watch it because I no, keep I keep forgetting enough. that Disney Plus is actually there. Aside from every Saturday when it's time to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs>
0: I've also watched the Lizzie McGuire film Good. Did you watch Lizzie McGuire I as a have not, person? I have not
1: But Katie is really championing Us watching the Lizzie McGuire movie So it's probably going to happen I liked the Lizzie
0: McGuire film It was actually a lot of fun um, And I remember watching the show Vaguely as a kid but I didn't really remember Much about the show Yeah. Um, and I was watching the Lizzie McGuire film There's a uh, the teacher in it It's just objectively funny She just steals every scene she's in Okay. And uh, it's a bit fantasy fulfillment, and it's a bit... You can tell where the plot's going, but I thoroughly enjoyed the Lizzie McGuire film. I, I wholeheartedly recommend. do a good know fun time.
1: Anything about
0: Lizzie McGuire or... Well, I watched it as a kid and I would say there's nothing you really have to know because it's a basic... It's a, just a basic setup of... Um, a show like there's there's like the, the big the hook of the show is that there's Lizzie McGuire Hillary Duff who walks around and she does she interacts with our characters and then it'll cut to a little animated version of her who I starts saying her thoughts out loud I knew that was a part of it
1: I knew there was like the animated
0: part of it apart from that the show is just it's just like a high school family drama uh-huh. uh, not in a dismissive way that's just, there's no there's just sort of no sort of um like bigger tropes than that uh I don't remember this, but apparently one of the friends get quite brutally cut out the film. <laughs> oh. Because they, they have a friend in the show called Miranda, and she's just not in the film whatsoever. Was that, have you um, looked into that?
1: Have you done a deep dive on why that happened?
0: No. No. Uh, well, I should have. Bernadette says it was because... She, the the act, actress, got into like legal trouble or something. Ooh. I should have done a deep dive of that. You should have. Right, next episode I'll tell you why. Next episode, <laughs> let's just Lizzie do McGuire the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it again. It was fun um there's a the the teacher also gets to interact with this bodyguard and that's fun interaction and the bodyguards um fun actor it's just it's a it's actually surprisingly delightful for a tv movie i know i think it's probably think it did have cinematic um, release but being like a movie based on a tv show it's not a huge success rate so it is very delightfully um watchable you and fun. give it props for that it rises to the top yeah that's cool yeah it does and uh, I watched Atlantis as well. Disney's Atlantis. I love Disney's
1: Atlantis. Yeah, I actually got that on DVD yeah. for my birthday or Christmas. Um,
0: I oh, did. Like, you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I again, it's another film that I watched as a kid, but I don't really, didn't really remember that much. Um, there's a lot of voices that, as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's that guy, and that's that guy, mm. and that's that person. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Uh, I topped it off by watching a Disney Plus. Documentary that they have about Finding Atlantis, which features everybody's favourite underwater explorer, James Cameron, of course. Um, and it's fun because they they taking start some off time with, out of uh, that
1: Avatar two pre production to <laughs>
0: teach us well, all about the that, ocean. Funny to say that the they actually this documentary is um, about a decade old. And when they walk, they the the guy who's like the main guy in the documentary goes onto the set of Avatar to speak to James Cameron. Ah. So, like, James Cameron's film in this multi, multi-billion multi dollar film, like, like in a completely green screen room, which is very strange to watch. And then he takes a break to go talk about, right, so how are we going to find Atlantis? And you're like, what is your life, James Cameron? Nah. What is your bloody life? I don't understand. Um, but it is funny to think that, oh, if it weren't for the coronavirus, he'd be in that same room doing the exact same thing. Yeah. As watching these people just walk around with just... just... In jumpsuits and just walk around vague structures, it's very strange. It's such a it's watching Avatar being filmed, it's just a a warehouse with just poles that's supposed to be straight. Yeah, it's like it's nothing, they've not even got like some set made up. But that's the same with when you watch when you watch behind the scenes of like the the Star Wars
1: prequels, it's the exact same. It's just like you and McGregor walking Um, around a purely green
0: room. Yeah, okay. I, I, I guess it's just seeing it there, maybe seeing it as an older person and yeah. being like, that is just nothing. Like, most of the time when you see, like, because I know loads of films these days, the action films, the Marvel films, all of it will use a lot of CGI and green screen and stuff. But usually you see like half a set built or something. Mm-hmm. And this time it was just strange just watching just nothing. It was, It's just, just nothing's there. Did you hear that? Um, it's outstanding.
1: Did you hear that Disney Plus has also apparently cut out the ponytail hair sex scene from Avatar. No, there's reports Disney, coming in about that. down. They really, they really are making a lot of well, I mean, not weird moves. I guess I get it, but they're like editing out butt cracks and editing out ponytail sex, and it's like you guys just want to fucking scrap anything. That could be conceived as like not family friendly. Yeah. Um and it's kinda of weird. I'm like it's I'm so like I, it's kinda of weird because I'm like, I'm paying my fucking $5.49 a month or whatever it is. Like, hmm. gimme that fucking butt crack. <laughs> Unedited. <laughs> uncensored. <laughs> give me what I'm paying for, Disney. It's bullshit. <laughs> so it means that if I wanna watch Avatar, if I wanna crack. fucking watch Avatar in all its glory, <laughs> which I do all the time, obviously. Uh, you know, I got to still go fucking dust off my DVD. I can't even watch
0: the, I can't watch it on the convenience of a streaming service. It's ridiculous. Look, Disney Plus. Scott Morrison, he go he watches Avatar, and he goes straight to the hair sex. Scene. I jump right, right like, to that scene. He's he's pass and go r- <laughs> right the way up until then.
1: <laughs> I've got it bookmarked <laughs> on the DVD. Remember, when you can do yeah. that.
0: And then once that scene's that once that scene's over, the rest of the film he just turns out. The off. rest of the film's just He's a little The rest of the do. film's
1: just a little bonus. <laughs> you Hi. know what I mean? Okay, do you want to introduce the show and we'll get into it?
0: Yeah. What's up people People and welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and all the way over there is Scott Morrison. <laughs> all the
1: way over here. Um Obviously, you know, we've been we've been talking a lot about the movies we've been watching while we've been on lockdown. Um, it's a lot of pointless shit I think we can both admit to Uh, but today we're here to talk about what I consider to be possibly one of the most important movies in the world right now and I'll explain (laughs) why (laughs) I think it's one of the most important movies I suspect
0: it's because it's the last movie
1: (laughs) it's the last movie that we'll ever see that was made like post 2019 um the reason I think it's so important, and it's imp- it's important, and it sits with another handful of movies that are also incredibly important right now. Those movies being Trolls World Tour, The Invisible Man, Okay, Emma, Okay, um, Okay, other ones I'm sure. There's o- I'm sure there's other ones I've just forgotten what they are. Um, and I think these movies are incredibly important because there's always been all this chat about. You gotta start making movies. People don't want to go to the cinema anymore. They wanna, they wanna enjoy it on their, their television at home, and they don't wanna fucking go anywhere. And the movie studios are like, well, we can't do that because we like money, and this is the way we make money. And so you'll just have to fucking deal with it. But now, they've been handed this kind of like opportunity, to test the waters, and to release stuff straight, to video on demand, and see how it gets picked up. And okay. so I think right now, those four movies are the most important movies in the world right now. It's just a shame that no one wants to watch any of them.
0: Right. You're going to have to wait a second, my friend. Yeah. Because you, you're breaking up yep, a bit. You're breaking up the, on me as well. For the listener. For the <laughs> listeners,
1: we're still, obviously, uh, we're recording this over, <laughs> over Facebook video chat, basically. And uh, our connection's really dodgy, no matter what app we use. So we've just settled on this one.
0: Um, and I... And it was working fine. And now I hate it's to have interrupted crashing. that very empowering speech. I know. I was getting so I was getting so riled up. Um, yeah, but, but
1: my my whole thing was that, that you know those those are my opinion are the four, four most important movies in the world right now. It uh, because they're testing the waters for this straight to streaming like video on demand rental service. It's just a shame that no one <laughs> wants to watch the four movies because they all don't look all that interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, they we've certainly cinemas have closed at that that weird period between the winter releases and the summer releases yeah. where you kind of get you the um movie studios drop the films that they don't suspect will do as well. Yeah. Um yeah, between them.
1: And it's it's a shame because there's still this there's still a big psychological thing with people where like you see that it's on demand and it's 15.99 and people go 15.99 that's absurd that's ridiculous i'm not paying that to watch one movie but then it's like then you have to kind of say to them yeah but when you think about it like if you were going to the cinema and you were taking your you know significant other and your two kids That's going to cost more than that, so you're paying a a significantly amount less to watch it in the comfort of your own home. But there's still that Mm. psychological thing where I think paying 15.99 to rent a movie for two days, people still like they can't get on board with it at all. Um, so that's why I don't I don't think it's going to work. Like I don't think they're going to get the results that they want. I also think that I think. That a big a big issue that they open themselves up to is the second that thing is on video on demand, you can get it on Pirate Bay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's a lot easier to pirate a film that's on demand. And
1: I don't think that a movie like Bloodshot, which was probably wasn't gonna make money anyway, anyone who wants to watch that film is just gonna is just gonna find a way to see it for free, rather than paying mm. you know sixteen pound to watch it. Um, um, that being said we like, watched it I thought it was on
0: <laughs> yeah but it was on Amazon Prime for like £3.50 what bloodshot yeah
1: last oh, I, last time I checked it was like £16
0: oh well I paid £3.50 oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah same
0: <laughs> so that's an entirely different thing
1: well, £3.50 is good. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it was very reasonable. Yeah, no, that's uh, reasonable. Actually, 3 is we, the exact... We, yeah.
1: Me and Katie paid £15 to watch The Invisible Man. And we just split Maybe it up. Maybe Bloodshot the
0: had been out just enough. Yeah.
1: Maybe, but they were. What was in. The, oh, The Hunt. That was the other film. I knew there was a fifth movie, The Hunt. Hmm um which was the last film i saw in the cinemas before they closed their doors forever because there will be no more movies anymore um but yeah so we watched bloodshot which is championing you know it's at the it's at the forefront of this video on demand service and you watched it too right um what yes that's why we're here yeah, and this is the first time in a long time where we've watched a film separately. Normally, we sit and watch them together.
0: Uh, I mean, have we ever watched a film separately?
1: Yeah, we've watched a couple. We watched Colossus separately. That's the one that always sticks out in my mind. Okay, there we go. See, A little okay. behind the scenes for the viewer. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we both, And I have to say, Danny, there was a, there was a, there was definitely a a, a, a Danny shaped space next to me that was making me very sad while I was watching this movie because something like this but I think I was you need someone with you um, yeah, yeah. You, I, I felt it um, Katie was there for the first 15 minutes uh, and then decided that mm. it absolutely was not for her and left to go do other things with her day <laughs> so Fair enough. Uh, it was just on me I was left to watch it alone um, so yeah Bloodshot obviously an- another reason it's an important film is because we are long-time hardcore fans of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, um, and as you know, um, as you on know, a Danny, scale of
0: one to ten, on a scale of one to ten, how devastated yeah. were you that the new Fast and the Furious film has been delayed for some unknown reason?
1: Twelve, <laughs> um, and that that's <laughs> higher than ten. That that's was. Bad. That was why I kind of wanted to talk about this film, because I'm worried, Danny, that this might be the closest we get to our Fast and Furious fix for quite a while.
0: Our Vin Diesel fix. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, you, keep, that cutting out, you,
1: keep, you keep cutting out as well. Um, <laughs> this is good. Um, I'm worried. I was saying I'm worried that this might be our last chance to get our Vin Diesel fix for quite a while. Ever ever potentially yeah. because they're going to stop making movies forever. Um but yeah, so like right off the bat,
0: do you want to explain like what Bloodshot's about? <laughs> right. So I'm going to explain it as if I as if I was like hadn't seen the trailer. I, I hadn't you seen the trailer. the trailer for this. No, trailer? I've not seen the trailer. Right, I watched the trailer because I remember back when back in the long distance time when um cinemas were open. Yeah. I remember seeing Bloodshot on the viewing list. Mm. And I was like, oh, I've not heard anything about that. I'll give the trailer a bit of a a bit of a watch." A of a and whirl. I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and and I'm watching the trailer. I've not made the film, remember. I've not written it or anything, but I'm going, crikey, lads, have we have we let go too much?" Because <laughs> the the plot of this film the setup is, it's your generic revenge film. Vin Diesel, he's in the army. He did something in the army. Then he goes home to his picture-perfect wife and his picture-perfect life and his, <laughs> in his picture-perfect place that he lives. And uh, then the that thing he did in the army comes back to haunt him. And somebody comes along, kidnaps them both, and kills his wife in front of him. And he vows revenge, but oh, <laughs> what's this? He's been killed. That's going to put a dampener on his revenge. How's he going to go get revenge when he's bloody well dead? Ah, oh, here's how: the guy, the actor, uh, fuck it, escapes me, even though he's super famous. Um, <laughs> he he resurrects Vin Diesel, and goes now. Oh, it's Guy Pierce! Made up guy nanobots. Pierce resurrects him. Guy Pierce, fucking. Yeah. I was thinking. I, I was picturing Jeremy Irons. I think he looks like Jeremy Irons in this. Except in this, younger, he does a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, he got so young. Jeremy Irons goes, "Look, Vin Diesel, <laughs> I've put nanobots in your blood, right? So now you're alive, and also when I punch you, your face gets to rearrange itself back to normal. It's great, isn't it? Um, but t- I tell you what, you shouldn't be doing now, young lad, Ven Diesel. Don't be going out and getting any revenge now. There, will you? Please don't do that." You're our property now. We want you to do soldier things. Don't be going out and getting revenge. Oh, no, he's only gone out and getting (laughs) revenge on the person who killed his wife. This is ridiculous. It's the one thing I asked you not to do. So that's the setup. But the trailer goes further. The trailer reveals that the revenge No, they don't, do they? They absolutely... You should watch the trailer after this.
1: That's so disappointing. Because there's a twist
0: in this film. It's a twist. Obviously, spoilers for this film. And... Um, if you haven't seen anything the trailer or anything you should just It's and if you're interested in this film you should watch it without knowing any of this because it is intriguing oh, the twist 100%
1: because I was going to say like I I didn't know any of this like I didn't know that the trailer that's fascinating So I've so watched I, the trailer That's a fascinating right, so, way to have watched it so I start the movie and me and Katie watch the first like 15 minutes and I'm like this is basically just like this is just going to be like Robocop or something like that you know what I mean where hmm. I was like he's going to get killed uh, or, he's, you know, he's going to be horrifically disfigured in some way. And then he's going to wake up and they're going to be like, don't worry about it. We've basically made you a robot. Now go kill people for the government. And I was like, that's what this is going to be. And then uh, obviously he wakes up and they're like, don't go get in revenge. And he goes and gets revenge. And I was like, oh, well, this is kind of exciting. Like he's, I just assumed that the movie mm. would build and then he would get revenge at the end of the film. Like that would be the final boss. And I was like, this is kind of interesting because... You know, we're only like half an hour in and he's already about to kill the man who killed him. So I'm like, this is quite exciting. Like, where's this going to go? And Mm. then it starts getting... Then the twist is revealed. Which, I don't know if you you want to say the the twist based on the trailer. But I was like, okay, this is is exciting. Because this isn't... And again, this is such like a... I had such low expectations that I was like pleasantly surprised by the direction that the film took for a little bit. Because I was like, I didn't think this was what I would be watching at all. Um, but tell me the, the trailer, like so hit me tra- with the trailer.
0: The trailer does just go for it. The trailer reveals it, even shows you the scene where because the the twist is that um, uh, that the Guy Pierce character he makes up the the backstory, yep. the the re- memories that Vin Diesel have of his wife um, being murdered and him wanting revenge. He makes that up. And it's always the, it's always the same
1: memory he it's just always puts the, same the, he puts the yeah. person he wants dead he makes their face the person who kills vin diesel's wife
0: yeah so he he go he goes in and digitally removes the face in that memory and puts on their next hit so he's basically making vin diesel a hitman but vin diesel doesn't know that he's got that agenda in him he just thinks he's out getting revenge so if whoever guy pierce wants dead he just puts that face on the the um killer in the memory uh, that that even that scene where they're editing out the face and putting a new one in that's shown in the trailer. Even the scene man. where Ben Diesel finally figures it out and goes to Guy Pierce, you're never gonna get away with this. That's in the trailer. That's crazy, is mental. How much this trailer that gives literally, away. literally, like, you, so that that I is, this, why would you bother going to see the movie at that point?
1: You've literally seen the yeah. film.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I'd seen the trailer a couple of weeks ago, so I knew everything that happened Fuck, in it. Fuck, man, that sucks. I, I... I think the only the only small reveal was the the dynamic with the actual real life woman that is his wife in the memory it turns out he was in a relationship with her 5 years ago but sh- she's moved on and she never they never got married and now she's married with someone else with kids so yeah. that turns out that she did exist that's the only reveal in the film that was like i was like oh i didn't know that
1: that is so so upsetting. So because we just hmm. had totally different experiences with this movie. Because I don't I don't I don't think this is great at all. I probably won't think of it come a couple of days. But I like I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um like I said, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I really did just go in expecting a new Robocop or something along those lines. And they kind of it kind of mixed it up, and I was like, "This is exciting!" And there's a few twists and turns, and I was like, "I'm I'm I'm kind of into this. I like how I like how they kind of for like the middle chunk of the movie, they kind of veer away from Vin Diesel and focus on hmm. the people who are controlling Vin Diesel, and I found that really interesting. And um,
0: you know, it's, I think that not in terms of pre-production. Uh, in terms of pre-production, Vin Diesel was like a genius cast. Because at, to start with, you think it's just a kind of generic revenge film. Uh-huh. And he's the exact actor you would expect to go for just a generic yeah. um, revenge film. Because the thing so with it's almost a Vin- like genius cast in him.
1: The thing with Vin Diesel in this movie, and almost every movie, is that he's not acting. He's just being Vin <laughs> Diesel. And I don't think... I don't think there's been a scene in cinematic history that has captured that quite like a scene in this movie, which is the opening when he's getting off the plane and he's walking towards his wife. And he takes his army jacket off to reveal that he's just wearing a white tank top. (laughs) I was like, he's just dressed like his character in Fast and Furious. He's just dressed the way Vin Diesel likes to dress and the way that Vin Diesel is comfortable. This was not like a costume choice. This wasn't like, this wasn't wardrobe (laughs) making an executive decision. This was just Vin Diesel going, yeah, I'll just wear what I'm fucking wearing on the day, which is a white tank top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i was like this guy,
0: how many do you reckon he owns
1: he must own. it must be like that bit did you ever watch luther the idris elba show
0: i i, I did watch him i don't i don't there, remember there's specific there's bit. like a
1: scene where the, the the guy who's hunting down luther um like goes to luther's apartment and he opens up this wardrobe and all that's in the wardrobe is just the same three-piece suit like hung up on like a bunch of coat <laughs> hooks and he's like i fucking love this guy like that's what i imagine vin
0: diesel's wardrobe is it's say, just blue a, jeans
1: that's actually on one coat is on one coat hanger is blue jeans on one coat hanger is a tank top and on one coat hanger is a corona <laughs> and he just takes them all and off he goes Topical. to
0: work <laughs> you knew that his whole life supported by corona would be corona that ruins him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but he's just I was gonna say that loafer, yeah. that loafer thing sounds like the best because I imagine that I was imagining it as a cartoon joke. You know when like Dexter's laboratory opens yeah, his yeah, wardrobe totally, totally. and it's just oh lines and lines of that. But I've never seen a live-action film take that, so I appreciate that loafer. <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, he, he's not an actor.
1: He's just Ben Diesel. <laughs> he's just a sort of he's just a brutish man who they can get to play a muscle boy. <laughs> um, yeah. But I love him. I love him because, and I think this has always been our, uh, our enjoyment of Fast and the Furious stems, I think a lot of it stems from that he's the only one that doesn't seem to be in on the joke <laughs> of Fast and Furious.
0: Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> um, it's fascinating. You know, I think every, I think everybody else seems to see it for what it is, which is like really fun but kind of schlocky and over-the-top action movies. But I think what he sees is the... He sees the, like, I don't got friends, I got family. Like, that's the bit he takes very seriously. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um,
0: I just live my my uh, I just live my life a quarter mile of a time. I love that, though. I love that he gives that layer of authenticity to Fast and Furious. I think it makes it, like... It doesn't just feel like... Because it's fun to laugh at someone... Like trying, because then you're like, um, oh, like something like the room where Tommy Wiseau was really, really trying, and you're yeah. like, you're just like, what is going on in this man's <laughs> brain? But with Fast and Furious, you get the you get the irony of these big blockbuster <laughs> action films that are mindless, plus a sense of sincerity that you can really like latch onto, and like it's like you able to laugh at it with it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that was like I I think this for the most part, it's very reminiscent of kind of early 2000s superhero movies where they still weren't really considered... I guess they weren't thought of as the way they're thought of now, where now like superhero movies, for the most part, are kind of like the biggest blockbusters you can get. And there's so much kind of lore Mm. to them now, and there's connections to other movies, and people fucking live and die by these movies now. Um, And I think this almost kind of harkened back to a time where that wasn't the case and they would just, you know, cast Hmm. Tom Jane as the Punisher and fucking make a dumb Punisher movie and, like, just fart it out as quick as we can. Or, like, you know, Daredevil and things like that where they weren't taken as seriously. They were still seen as sort of, like, dumb things for for, for children, I guess. And so people didn't really take them all that seriously. And it kind of harkened back to that a little bit where it's just this very paper-thin... Uh, kind of character development, um, because he isn't a character. As I said, he's just he is Vin Diesel, um, but yeah, th- just that kind of schlocky, like, not great CGI, just kind of thrown together. A couple of action sequences here and there, and then
0: Bosh, you're out in an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I get what you mean. The only the only shame of this film is it has this real opportunity to be, like, the cabin of the woods of action films. Yeah. Because it could really... It, it does it somewhat, but it feels like it does it very passively, playing on, like, tropes. Like, because when you start That's watching That's right, because film, one of the characters the is, like, of,
1: writing his backstory and stuff, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so you get, like, you get this idea of, like, Vin Diesel has this perfect life with this perfect woman... And they're all just perfect and they've got this perfect scene and everything's the best and you're like that seems very generic cliche of like an action film it's like Mm -hmm. oh i can't wait for this woman to be fridged because everything's going so perfectly um but then they acknowledge that as part of the design this is a generic revenge film so um of course they've added that bit in because that's what every generic revenge film has so you've got this idea of you could make it the cabin of woods of revenge films I've being like self-referential and able to play on those tropes, um, but there's just not quite enough talented people around yeah. this to make it work. I also think
1: this film. I also think it's still not to sound like holier than thou, but like I think this film is still geared. It's geared to a, a more kind of immature market that enjoys things like Transformers and Fast and Furious, and I don't think. I that I thought the bit that encapsulated the most is there's like a lot of dick jokes in this movie, and a lot of jokes about there is a lot, lot of jokes about yeah. dick length and things like that, and I was like, this is really fucking, this is some Michael Bay like petulant child shit, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And so I almost can't imagine a film that is going for that kind of tone would then do anything remotely interesting with that yeah, concept.
0: I wasn't i wouldn't say that i was expecting it to go down that route but it is just like oh man if some if you'd given this script to somebody who like was a bit more i, I want to say intelligent that sounds dismissive no that wasn't was what i was more, trying to say yeah that, uh, that wasn't that what part. i was trying to get at uh, yeah no, no 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 i i meant i wasn't trying to get at that um i wouldn't say someone more intelligent i would seen someone who would revel in doing something a bit more self-referential this could have been a really cool sort of as i say a cabin in the woods of action films. yeah right? totally Um it's to deal with all the tropes and like distinguish what's reality and what's the the stuff from all the revenge films you've ever seen with uh, all of those people from the expendables so like you you they could have they could have had that in the hands of someone else but it just it, they've there it is in this hand so you just get a, a mere film yeah um, did you, like, enjoy it?
1: Like, despite kind of knowing what was going to happen and the twists and turns? Like,
0: I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the sort of goofiness, of, uh, like, the, as you say, that sort of early 2000s action of it all. Um, I'm a sucker for that I shit. I want that are... shit injected directly yeah. into my veins,
1: that, that early 2000s
0: cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um... I I enjoy that element of it and the goofiness and this would have, this is the shame about this film is it is a great film to have watched with someone um, because it is just so goofy and uh, unapologetic. Um, But yeah, it's still like, it's a meh film. It's like a film you'd watch once and never watch again. Um, You just, yeah, meh. Overall, it was fun and enjoyable while it lasted. Yeah,
1: and that's, that I think it's core is the big, like what I was getting at at the beginning Is the biggest disappointment of it is because it has kind of you know unwillingly become this flagship movie for this slate of films that are being released prematurely on demand and it's like no one's going to want to pay to watch this i don't think like this isn't going to get anyone who does watch it is going to go yeah it was fine like i wouldn't bother what i wouldn't bother watching it though you know what i mean like i Mm. wouldn't seek it out unless you could see it for free um, hmm. and it it's kind of yeah. I mean, it's not sad because it's like, well, I like going to the cinema. I'd rather that you know, I'd rather that th- this didn't prove that everyone wants to stay in their house and watch movies. I like I like going out, yeah. <laughs> Especially after this fucking situation's over, I want to go out all the time. <laughs> I don't want to be home ever. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna touch wood because something might bad might happen where I can't go home anymore. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, I think, like like I said, I think for the most part I was kind of with it. Um, I thought some of the action scenes were quite fun. I like that they just make him like an unstoppable tank to where hmm. he even just, like, walks, he just has no expression on his face <laughs> other than one of just sort of bemused anger <laughs> or something like
0: that. Um, and he just fucking walks through people, it's an- basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting that I remember back when there was less Terminator sequels when mm. they were talking about making another one and Vin Diesel was in the running to play a Terminator. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Which I would absolutely be on board with. And it's strange because this is the film where he finally gets to play essentially a Terminator.
1: Yeah. Sorry, a bit of <laughs> a... bit of a... We have an orchid in the windowsill and uh, one of the one of the flower heads just, just fell and i just kind of saw it out the corner of my eye and it just made me jump (laughs) because i i didn't know what was happening and i got scared uh but yeah a bit of an thing that moves in this
0: flat is me (laughs)
1: um that's very sad uh sorry uh what were you saying continue what was my point I'm so sorry, I just trying to do with the. Orchids. He was Terminator. He was gonna be Terminator. Yes, he was gonna be Terminator. Yes, but this I... in
0: the, this film, he basically plays Terminator.
1: More or less. I loved uh, I loved the moment where he in order to get into the bulletproof car, he just picks up the guy and pin pulls his grenade pin and just holds him against the car until the grenade goes off. Because <laughs> obviously he won't get hurt by it. I really enjoyed that. Um even though it was a fucking CGI nightmare. I enjoyed the the elevator fight at the end when they're
0: kind of yeah, jumping back yeah. and forth between the lifts. That was fun. Because um, there's a man, one of the henchmen has like Doctor Octopus like arms. Yeah, which that was what I remember. thought. Of I oh, thought about yeah. watching, yeah. yeah. so like, ever... watching a superhero film. Yeah, so you're like I suddenly remember I've watching a superhero film.
1: Have you ever read any Bloodshot? Do, like, do you know what that is? No, no, neither no. do I. Because I wonder, he's
0: he, he's, a, he's a bit too out my wheelhouse
1: yeah when it gets to the kind of end of the movie and he becomes this sort of gray color and his eyes are blood red and i was like okay is this what he's meant to look like in the comics is this yeah
0: yeah it does feel like a reveal doesn't it
1: and i'm like that's not if that is the case it's not a it's not a huge departure from what vin diesel as a normal man looks like already he's just a bit gray and has blood eyes (laughs) so it's like why didn't you just commit to this um, and it kind of yeah. would have been like a bit of a, just a kind of cooler look to the character than it just being Vin Diesel, um, yeah. But I, one of the character choices I I I found funny, and it was at this point where I was like, okay, this is going to be a fucking. This was right at the beginning. And I I really thought this was going to be a tough watch. Was uh when the, I think it is it Tony. Toby something the guy who played uh Victor von Doom in the fat four stick movie uh Toby Kebble? Toby Kebble comes in and he is dressed in socks and sandals so that you know he's quirky <laughs> and I I'm pretty sure I counted and they zoom in on those socks those those socks and sandals three times <laughs> so that re- you really know like hey guys hey audience. This guy's a little bit unhinged. <laughs> but bear with us cuz Vin Diesel's going <laughs> to kick his ass. Um Yeah, I uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, and then I I find it funny to think that that every like every person that they try to get Vin Diesel to kill will have that intro. Like regardless of what they look like yeah. they'll all cuz it kind of suits Toby Kebbell. But then when the next Yeah, character is meant to be that character I was like this doesn't fit at all like this is gonna look so
0: weird um... Uh, why why did we not get because the part of the introduction is that they uh, Toby Kebbell is singing and uh, like he's dancing away to Psycho Killer and it's kind of it's kind of I I watched it and I was very aware that they were trying to go for like generic tropes and I was like all right maybe this is playing on a generic tropes but I feel like we missed out on a montage of all these actors singing Psycho Killer. Yeah. I feel like that is a missed montage <laughs> that would have been such a bizarre, fun, and like still story informing element of like watching Vin Diesel watch all of these people <laughs> dance it, to Psycho Killer. We as the audience have to go through that again and again and
1: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I think that's, that would like be iconic.
1: I. So, a bit that I was a little bit confused about. The scene when the right. other... Hit me with it. The scene when the other two... Um, oh, God, I just remembered one of the main bits I was talking about. Um, the scene when uh, they are... The, the two other kind of genetically engineered, I guess, characters. Yeah. When they are chasing after Vin Diesel in the scene when they're riding on the motorbikes. Was that still okay. meant? To, was that still meant to be London?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I don't remember.
1: I think it is because <laughs> the reason I think it is because it looks nothing like London. But I I didn't see like a change or anything. But I was like, well, it doesn't make sense that there would be a change because all he does is goes to see his wife, and then she's like, oh, I'm actually like we broke up five years ago. Saw's. And then he starts getting chased, and I was like, "Well, this must still just be London. There can't have been that. He can't have come back to the U.S." But then also, then but then I'm confused because when the guys get sent out to hunt down Vin Diesel, they just get in a van, and they're like, "Oh, we're finally going to be able to use all these all these toys, <laughs> and it's all the guns and stuff." So, did Vin Diesel come back to America, or did? the two guys go to London. But then, the bit that really confuses me about this whole situation, and it probably could be corrected just by re-watching the movie and seeing if they tell you where they are, but the bit that really confuses me is I think a guy in a van or a guy in a truck crashes into Vin Diesel, and the driver gets out of the truck and shows concern for Vin Diesel, but they've ADR'd in his dialogue. Like, you never see him talk. It's clearly ADR'd in. And he's like, "I tried. What's like, uh, 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 sweep the chimney, sir?" He's like, "He's like, oh, terribly sorry for hitting you there, my boy." I hope you're okay. Like this ridiculous <laughs> British accent, and I was like, "Did you play him skull? So- so- were you that extra?" I did the ADR. I was like, "I'm so confused as to <laughs> where we're supposed to be right now because it doesn't look like London." But he's. But then it doesn't make sense that Vin Diesel could have got back to America. I was so confused. Because then... could oh, then, can they just get places really quickly? Because then in the next scene, the girl who has the robot lungs, she fucking is in a... She goes to London to capture a coach from, <laughs> uh, from fucking New Girl. and So like, I was like, how are they really getting to these places so quickly? I don't know. I feel like I've went off on a tangent. This is not the kind of... <laughs>
0: It's I must admit, I was I... not invested enough to be tracking <laughs> locations on this so, film.
1: I was so confused. So there's You're my. You're gonna thoughts. have to watch
0: it again with a globe.
1: I literally, I'm just gonna have to watch it again. There, that's my. That's my main thoughts on
0: Bloodshot. Is where are they and what's happening? <laughs> okay, so um, this film does. You mentioned ADR there, um, and this film does feel like it's been battered around in production and pre-production i was mostly thinking of pre-production though because i feel like maybe somewhere at the start of this film there was a more sort of well-rounded script Mm -hmm. that was more intended to be something a bit more intellectual um um, or not necessarily intellectual but (laughs) there's that word again aware (laughs) of itself i know i'm being yeah uh, I feel like I'm being elitist by saying that. By I me, mean no, not at of, all. I um,
1: there's there's definitely there's a distinction between yeah something a bit more high caliber and something considered. Like this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. This is this is and this is not to belittle this because I like it as what it is. Popcorn. Yeah. If you could buy popcorn, I love um, shit like this. i fucking. Clicked, I told you I watched watch it. I watched a Britney um, Spears
1: movie this week. Like I'm all about this shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I think there was an original script that was a bit more considered. And I feel like where it's been butchered is... And I'm going to compare it to Wonder Woman, if you allow me for a second. Oh, I would Uh, love to Do you you. remember... Yeah, because I always think the big problem with Wonder Woman... Yeah. And it's the problem everybody knows. um, But just in case you're not aware. Halfway, Ed, the film is supposed to be about Wonder Woman coming to realize that war isn't like an interventionist act or anything. It's not evil versus good there's a lot more nuances and a lot more layers it's just humans fucking up and humans being humans mm. that's what war is that's what the film's trying to get across as a message but then at the end it turns out a big bad guy did it and evil versus good is the whole point and don't, don't even worry about all of that nuance we created before it's why yeah. i've never given wonder woman as much credit as everyone else does it's an all right film but at the end i i, I always say
1: time. like yeah it's great and then just turn it
0: off before that last kind of 20 minutes starts and you've you've had a rip in time Um, yeah um this film has very similar idea where it seems to be about vin diesel's character has to overcome his revenge lust Mm. because there's a moment where guy pierce explain like when he when vin diesel finally figure out what's going on and he confronts Guy Pierce and Guy Pierce is like, I made this program, but the revenge, the revenge lust, that's you. You um have that. You're the one who keeps wanting revenge, and that's why this keeps working. And so it's building that up, but then the film ends. Vin Diesel's like, I'm gonna get you, Guy Pierce. I'm gonna you're never you're never gonna get away with this. And then yeah, he goes and does the exact same thing he's been doing to all the psycho killer yeah. people just to Guy Pearce. And it does feel like that has been butchered somewhere that in perhaps in the original script he was supposed to come to realize that he shouldn't chase after Guy Pearce, that he mm. should let it go and he would be an ultimately happy person and he'd be a better person. But no, they kind of they they have that's in the film. The, the setup of him revenge not being great is in there. Mm. They just no payoff. Yeah, it's a weird sort of because yeah, you can't you house. can't
1: not have I guess for what this film is now you can't not have the payoff
0: of him killing Guy Pierce almost you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's weird that they would still leave the setup in. Yeah, so I wonder if there's like maybe there's even an audience-tested uh, original screening like maybe there's an alternative ending where mm. he decides even as something as simple as he chases after Guy Pierce and at the last second goes no I just need to leave it. Mm. It's not worth it. Um, you'd think that would be in there somewhere, but then there was an audience test that goes, "Nah, fucking kill the cunt. Come fucking on, blow him up God, with a hand grenade." <laughs> yeah, I've never liked that guy Pierce. He ruined <laughs> Iron Man three.
1: Urgh. Is it? Is, is it a little Iron bit? Um, is it a little bit appropriate that Guy Pierce is in this movie, given that it's about uh, someone who keeps forgetting yes. that he's already had revenge? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and then because just has new is, people to take the, revenge on it is like a like for spoilers for a christopher nolan film it is basically memento with less technology memento was just a bit more uh here's a picture of the person you need to kill there you go done yeah <laughs> don't worry about false memories you don't have any memories you idiot <laughs> just kill that guy uh, um, so that is funny that they got
1: guy pierce i do i do definitely see what you're coming where you're coming from I think I th- was thinking about it because what you said about the whole cabin in the woods analogy thing where it seems like they were maybe at some point trying to go for something closer to that something that was a bit hmm. more self-referential in terms of action movies um because I was just thinking there's that there's that moment at the end where it's the first time that a character outside of the the, the you know the character in the how would you describe it? I guess the character in the base, who they say has written this whole backstory for Vin Diesel's character, he's kind of the only mm. one who references these movie tropes and things like that. But then suddenly at the end, when they're driving off into the sunset, one of the characters goes, "Oh, are we really? Is this really what we're doing here? Are we really driving off into the sunset?" Ugh. And it's like, oh, but that almost feels like yeah. like left over from. That other element that could have been yeah. a bigger part of the film. You know what I mean? I think it's just that those because two things that make it sound like it would have been more interesting, Like I don't think that's the market that they're that they're gearing this film to.
0: You know what I mean? No, but I think that that's a decision made halfway through um, pre-production. Mm. I reckon that there's a, a pre-production script that's a lot more self-referential and a lot more considered and is a bit more about a deconstruction of the revenge fantasy. Uh, and then I'd imagine halfway through they cast Vin Diesel and then we're like, oh no, we're going in this direction now. We're making it into a Vin Diesel film. Um, something that's just a bit more, no, it's just a straight up revenge fantasy, don't even worry about yeah. it.
1: But it's weird because it's weird that they didn't take more of a risk because it, it doesn't seem like they had much faith in it to begin with, given... What you're saying about that trailer, which literally just sells the entire movie to you so you mm. know exactly what you're getting. Like they must have really been trying mm. to get as many people in as they could. Yeah. Um so they can't have had much faith in it otherwise anyway. So you they would might think as it's well a generic like, yeah, fucking Yeah. Yeah. Um well, it's a shame to think about like what it could have been, I guess. Hmm. Um I think it's maybe one of those examples of like it, the experience of watching it almost feels slightly lessened now because of what it could have been. But then I don't like to think about. Yeah. I don't like to judge movies based on what they could have been. I like to try and
0: judge them on what they are and what no, it is. But it, it makes you think. It makes you think that there was a screenplay writer somewhere who he wrote this or she. He had a uh, good idea this, like, for a script that they yeah yeah that they loved and that they thought oh this is going to really like um throw the whole genre up on its head. Do you remember the genre? No, it's on its head. <laughs> it's even, on its head. It's, it's just mental. Uh and they sort and they went to the cinema. I can't and wait for someone to flip it like back. Gutted. Yeah. Years from now <laughs> yeah, they would we'll call it post ironic. <laughs> um a screenplayer, if he did manage to get to the cinema. I imagine if it's his script, he was the one of the first to see it. Um but they would be like just so gutted of the film that ended yeah. up happening. I know, because um, I feel like there was an original draft that was perhaps just a just a little more interesting. Yeah,
1: nah, it, it is a shame, but I think for a a sort of <clears throat> dumb comic book action movie uh, that is filling the gap between Fast and Furious movies, it's entertaining.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it works. It works for what it is, and I, I do. It would. um I'd love to have been in your shoes and not seen the trailer. Yeah, that and, definitely like, made it more twists.
1: That definitely made it more fun. Like that kept me more hooked it made, for the second yeah, half of the movie than I think made I would have been of, if I'd known what was happening.
0: Yeah, it it does make the the opening quite slow because you know where it's going. Mm. Um Well like you you kind of I mean that's that's a weird interpretation because you thought you knew where it was going. Yeah and that might have made it a bit slow for you because uh, you're like right I see what this is this is going to be like a Robocop but with Vin Diesel as whereas well as I'm watching it going right wait let's speed along to the reveal that this is all made up and imagined because yeah. um, that just makes the opening just like you're just filling time until that eventually happens yeah well we watched it we, I tell you what, if you're intrigued by this film a little bit, the trailer's a cool thing to watch if you just want to watch it in a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, hmm, I might yeah, I you might could, consider watching that film, but I've only got a couple of minutes to watch it. You can on the mm. you can rate it on letterbox mm, based on the trailer. 100 <laughs> percent You can tell people you've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. I've not seen it, seen it. I'm not an idiot, but I've seen it. Um
1: you know, you gave it you gave it your money, so you know, you've now thrown your hat into the ring of, yes, please, I want, give me it on demand, baby. Cinema. Um, I want cinema. I I still think it's going to be such an interesting time when the cinemas open up again, because I'm still just so curious as to, are they just going to put back on what was, but they can't now. They can't just put back on what was in, because it's all available
0: on DVD, on uh, on streaming now. Would we
1: go see Bloodshot uh, you, together in the cinema?
0: if we? <laughs> <laughs> It'd feel like a more complete experience, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then that time we saw it in the cinema, you'd be watching it like I just watched it. And then you'd be you'd watching it like you anyway.
1: already watched it.
0: <laughs> so you'd be getting the same
1: experience exactly. twice. You'd really be throwing um, your money at
0: Bloodshot. <laughs> do, you, do you think that like, I was thinking about it the other day, that like the first film, the first proper big bucks blockbuster film that comes out once the cinemas reopen it's gonna make fucking fucking money isn't it absolute
1: gangbusters because everyone people are just gonna want to go to the cinema again like people are just gonna want to people are just gonna want to do anything that involves you being in spaces with lots of people I think which inherently Hmm. goes against everything I stand for but I'm like I can't wait to stand (laughs) in the middle of a fucking busy bar and just be around people like just be around other people and not feel scared to go near anyone I bumped into a friend I bumped into Michael Kelly friend of the fucking podcast in the park today he was out on a run and we had to walk like six feet apart from each <laughs> other you didn't want to get too close in case God forbid the fucking police saw you and were like are you two from the same household <laughs> Um, you know what I mean it's 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 horrible and I, and I think cinemas is going to be a big thing it's like I think people are just going to want to go experience movies with a crowd and with that kind of energy again and then I'm sure very quickly hmm. I'll remember why I actually fucking hate it. <laughs> all the plebs come back. Cause all it takes is that one person who just doesn't care about the rules and just gonna talk all the way through it loudly and be on their phone and it's ruined. And I'll want to just fucking you know, I want to go back to my house again and pay fifteen ninety nine to watch
0: the Invisible Man. You know that person's currently going uh, the opposite direction of a one-way supermarket? You know that's what they're doing oh, right 100%. now. Oh,
1: right? 100%. They no way they're staying outside of the little two-feet <laughs> barrier box things that people have made. No fucking way. Yeah. And you guarantee...
0: They're probably going straight to the door.
1: You guarantee they're the people sunbathing over the Easter weekend. 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it is fucking annoyingly nice isn't it the weather
1: oh uh, it's so irritating it's like a fucking corset's like this it's just making it harder yeah because especially we don't like and you're the same like we don't have gardens this would be great if we if i no. had a garden and i could just i would just go sit in my garden for no. hours but you can't fucking do, like my mum sent me a photo the other day they were out in the garden they her and my sister had a barbecue and i'm like this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the most we can do is open the windows really wide, <laughs> but the sun doesn't even hit our, the the living room side yeah. of our building. The sun hits it like first thing in the morning. So for the bulk of the day, you're no. not getting it. <sighs> We're not gonna sit and sunbathe oh, no. in sun. When I the open bedroom. my windows,
0: <laughs> when I open my windows, it just gets cold. Doesn't yeah. get nice and sunny. It gets cold. It
1: just <laughs> gets cold. It's just all the more depressing, but. Um, it's it's amazing to me. Someone that I know posted on Facebook the other day that their neighbors were having a full-on barbecue in their garden, and they had like a bunch of friends over and stuff, and they could overhear the conversations they were having, and they were like, "I don't even believe in coronavirus uh, and things like." I mean, you've got to you've got to socialize, you know what I mean? You've still got to socialize. Um, they apparently called the police, and that party got broken up. Um, but I have been using. But, I mean, you've got to socialize um, quite a lot since I heard that because anything that uh, anything at work or in the flat, you know, that we like are not supposed to do or anything, I'm just like I, I mean, you've got to socialize, you know what I mean? Go out and like stand next to the bins for a bit too long, you're like, well, I mean, you've got to, you've got to
0: socialize.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but it's mental to me that people still but we can't all know it's, it. it's, it's mental to me that people can't still can't get it into their thick fucking skulls. That this is a real thing that we are all dealing with, and if we just fucking did what hmm. we're told, it would be done a lot quicker. Uh, but you've got to socialize, Danny. You know, what you've I mean? got to socialize. You've got to. say You can't give you've up. Got to record
0: podcasts.
1: We're doing it at arm's length.
0: <laughs> we're, cr- we're We're a, on opposite ends length. of
1: the city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, oh, like for, we're like a four. We're like a we We're like a. We're like a fourteen-pound Uber ride away from one another. <laughs>
0: it's quite a new parade. At peak times. At peak times, well, that's not too bad. At peak times, it's
1: not great though, is it? Number? No, it's not
0: great. Nobody wants to pay fourteen pounds just to get from one place <laughs> to the other. <laughs> the
1: other the one place to the other. Um, I think that that'll about do it, eh? Yeah. For another sort of clunkily put together episode where we're not in the same room and we kind of talk over each other a lot. We start sentences and then stop sentences and it's a whole big thing. And sometimes the camera cuts out and the sound cuts out. But we're hopefully making it work. Hopefully this is mildly yeah. entertaining. You can listen to this that while the you're big fucking playing video games.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Just just enjoy <laughs> the it. The big difference between like uh, just podcasting in the same room and not is it's harder to indicate to someone that you're about to talk or that you've got a point Yeah, something. yeah, way it's harder. It's just so much harder. Way harder. Yeah.
1: Try even doing it we have we've had to move our DD uh to online and we recently were doing it where nobody had their camera on so it was just it was just the sound that made it even fucking harder because you just didn't know Crikey. if you jumped in and tried to say something if someone else was going to jump in and try to say something at the exact same time and you couldn't indicate to people that you wanted to talk and you know things like that um and it was it was it was tough stressful you need hmm. that face-to-face interaction 100 yeah but you know we're figuring it out we're all figuring it out one day at a time we'll figure it out uh and danny when when the when the when the world opens up again i'm gonna come i'm gonna give you a big hug oh big old hug Thank i'll take you. that 14 pound uber ride all the way across town <laughs> be worth it i'll wait till peak time <laughs> And I'll use all the money I've <laughs> saved because we can't fucking do anything. <laughs> just buy all the Ubers. I'll get one made and back. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. I'm going to be a big spender <laughs> when we get out of this. Uh, but yeah, where can people find us if they felt so inclined, Daniel?
0: In our homes. I did that joke last week, but it still <laughs> works.
1: Certainly did. <laughs> By golly, I'll love well, You can again. find us at,
0: <laughs> at Facebook or Twitter, second opinion. That's second with a two. Um. Eat your J.K. Simmons.
1: And we'll see you all next time. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah.
0: Have fun. Love you. Bye. Bye.